Edward Jones here. This is season two of the Jones Unchained podcast. Thank you for tuning in. The following podcast episode will will contain profanity, loud yelling, and probably me and probably some harsh me feeling breakers. What can I say? I mean, I'm a bit unfiltered with what I have to say. That being said, your discretion is advised. So if you don't like that, you can feel free to turn it off now. Otherwise, enjoy the show. I did promise a show before my departure for Crystal Sea, meeting a week from now. If you're hearing this, this was recorded on Friday. Now, as expected, it's going to be a mixed bag of things that I have to cover, but in the long and short of it, I'm just wrapping up some of the headlines out here because once I leave for Crystal City, for the entire weekend, it's going to be nothing but fun. Hopefully. There's some things here and there that I have to address. Some which could be impactful depending on where you live, but other than that, it's simply the matter of bringing to attention vital things, and this is probably going to be my last time being sort of a Daniel Downer, I guess. Since I'll be at the con as of Friday afternoon on the 16th, which may or may not be the night I do live, though it won't be for very long, because of certain things that I have to do at this con, so, yeah, you hear you hear it first, next Friday evening is going to be a live special me at Crystal City's BlurCon. But for now, let's get to the crap that I've been hearing about as of late. I hate starting off with the bad, but I have to. There are two things I want to start this off with, one of which I didn't really cover last week. Because by the time I found out, I already wrapped up the episode. I wasn't trying to make it longer, but... Let's get to this first one, which... Actually, it isn't really a story all that new. It actually happened four years ago, back in 2017, when the protests for Black Lives Matter were rampant. Now, Grant, I did find out through an external post on the Young Turks YouTube page, but there are a couple of articles that cite this, not just, not just from back in March, but even as recent as three years ago on the outlet Vice. <clears throat> Undercover me, officer Luther Hall was attending a, me, a Black Lives Matter protest back in 2017. The protest in question was for one Anthony Lamar Smith, a black man who was shot five times by, me, by the cops in 2011. Dressed in plain clothes, Holmes mistaken me for BML protester by his fellow policemen, among which me ex me now ex cop Dustin Boone
mean Rennie Hayes and Billy Coletta. The latter two pled guilty for me for the being earlier this year, and Dustin Boone, me recently me recently convicted. Hall was documenting the protest with a camera, which was when he was detained and beaten, had his phone destroyed with the chip removed, and lastly arrested by by I mean, by his fellow colleagues of the St. Louis Police Department. It's also reported that that following the beating, Hall immediately went underwent multiple surgeries by his coworkers and still suffered from permanent from permanent back damage even now. I mean, from permanent neck damage even now. In all honesty, during the trial, Hall testified that he failed to identify himself to Boone and the other officers because he didn't want to oust himself to the protesters. So, in a way, he was there to monitor the scenes in case anything went down, which is kind of like bread and butter for what cops are taxed for doing these days. But to beat down one of your own guys because he was undercover... That's pretty fucked up. But it gets going. According to court documents, Dustin Boone had attached his cell phone to his uniform and called his then girlfriend on FaceTime mean to watch the arrest during a protest where he assaulted Hall. This is according to the St. Louis Post Dispatch. Boone, who has a decorated history of violence against protesters and racism, One of which being in 2017 that he allegedly slapped a case suspect in the face and sent officers texts joking about it. Saying the suspect got his eyes wide with a little slap from a white boy. So, let me break from that by saying they can say that I mean, cops aren't racist, but they do do some pretty fucked up racist things. This this incident being one of them. I mean, really, got his eyes wide with a little slap from a white boy. How fucking callous is that? It also goes on the document. I mean, his that his text allegedly included the M bomb in other racist language according to police reports. Earlier this year, Hall was given $5 million in a settlement I mean, against the St. Louis police, which to me is pretty damn lousy. The guy may never be able to work a proper job on the field again. Not that I, not that I recommend going to St. Louis for police employment. His sentencing is expected early next month. And as much as I would like to cover this, July's my fun time, so I'll probably wait till August is me to mention the highlights. But it's also noted that Boone was also tried with another officer who participated in the incident, Christopher Myers. 
In Legend Smash, Hall's phone with a baton, removing the memory card from his camera, but the jury wasn't unable to reach a verdict on his charges. Myers was tried twice in the case. And according to the single's post-dispatch, it's unlikely that he'll be tried a third time. This sickens me because this is yet another thing sickening that seems to come out of St. Louis. In case you haven't I mean, in case you lived under a rock, when people bring up St. Louis, I mean, yeah, there are other crimes that happen too, but more recently, it got infamous because of a gun couple out of St. Louis who was who were charged with waving guns at protesters. I mean, I mean, during an event, I mean, on June 28th, marching up King, King's Highway. Okay, here we go. Here we go. You may, you may remember the story, but in case you don't, let me let me give let me give you a brief recap because it because it, it kind of ties with the mess of the RNC in Kenosha because these I mean these two Nimrods were actually there at the RNC as guest speakers yeah that's how sickening this is. Coming out of their private property, personal attorneys Mark and Patricia McCloskey being dubbed the St. Louis gun couple became instant national figures when they intercepted protesters marching past, past, let me say that again, marching past their marble-faced palazzo at one Portland place, aiming guns at them and demanding they get out. But the insidious part is that when when it comes to their property, the McCloskeys are infamous in, in, in the observed. The, that very home of one Portland place, the very one that you stood outside of, it it was a document. It was documented that they filed a suit in 1988 to obtain that very house, a castle built for Adolf, Adolphus Bush's daughter and her husband during the St. Louis brief run as a world-class city in the previous century. In Franklin County, they also sued neighbors for making changes to a, to a gravel road and twice in, in just over two years evicted tenants from a modular home on their very, on their very property. But this is not, 
a story about the I mean litigious litigious mess, which to be honest, I may do a dedicated segment next episode. I mean describing how much of a piece of crap they are. And it's a long overdue one based on I mean based on what what's being reported here in the St. Louis Post Dispatch. But those two were actually charged. Well, not charged, but they pled guilty due to the crimes of waving guns at protesters. Yet, even still, according to Jezebel, I mean, NKTIV4, still bought more guns. Even going as far as not that I, I mean not that I deem this outlook credible very much, but as I mean, as per Fox News, touts a new AR-15. I me mean, after I me mean, after guns were seized I mean, over the BM over the Black Lives Matter encounter. So let's pause here and just try to make sense of it all. They got busted for women or guns because they felt that BLM, BLM was threatening a property that they had no intention to march towards. Plead guilty to those very crimes and misdemeanors. And still bought more guns, one of which a new AR-15 after their older guns were seized. How fucking sick is our gun fetish here? How? If you really need an AR-15 force, want to protest, the problem's you, not the protesters. You know, I may get a lot of heat for this, and I'm not saying I'm an anti-gun advocate. I mean, I'd rather not have one in my hands at all, personally. But it was, but it was for protection. A rifle would do. I mean, a standard shot rifle would do. A pistol would do. The AR-15 is not so much meant to protect. Most of that is, most of that is meant for easy killings. It just shows how rooted not only our gun culture is, but also how deeply rooted our race culture is. Because let's not forget, this all emerged after they waved a they waved an AR-15 at protesters. Yes, they. Waved an AR-15 outside their property at protesters. Granted that they were walking past it, not towards it, past it. For some reason, they still retained their license, even. But they still bought new ones. So I'm willing to bet that this story right here. They're not going to change. If anything, 
I wouldn't be surprised if next year or the one after we'll be hearing another stupid thing in front of McCloskey's because as quote them, they I mean they'll they'd happily do it again. It's being women a gun at minorities because they dare to step in front of their property. Not crossing onto the property, just in front of it. Jezebel went on to say that, and I quote, Unfortunately, this is likely not the last we'll hear of the McCloskeys, America's actual worst couple. And to that, I kind of believe. Because the McCloskeys, personal, I mean, Personal injury lawyers, may I add, are wake me are shaping up to be America's worst couple because they do represent the worst among us. People up in their wealth, stingy about property to the point where you can make like old men in front of their lawn jokes about about these two. Who still has a gun license and bought a fucking new AR-15 to wave at protesters should they need a rise. This is fucking sick. And this is the quote from Jezebel that really, that really sank this all home. It says, I mean, and I quote, this is what he said on an episode of Tucker Carlson Tonight. So this must be pretty fucking recent. And I quote, I've always been a Republican, but I've never been a politician. But you know, guy came knocking on my door last summer, disguised as an angry mob, and it really did wake me up. End quote. Really did wake you up, huh? How about going back to fucking sleep, Mark? You and your wife. I mean, even for I mean, even for Republicans, who I disagree in a swath of of a good number of things, these two are just detestable. Like, these two are right up there with that Dylan Roop brat. And guess what? He actually killed someone. No, not someone. Two people. And Kenosha. Not that, me, not that, not that soon after they, me, they were guest speakers at the RNC. This is fucking disgusting. And and the sad part is, if it's not Dylan Roof, and it's, if it's not the McCloskeys, there are others out here with that like-minded mentality. So, no. Can we cut the bullshit that racism is going away? Because it's not.
you see in the police, you see it with pieces of shit like those three, it's never going away. Like, it's so badly rooted in. Like, if it took a human form, I doubt you would have a successful, successful episode of Divorce Court me for us getting away from racism. And I dare you. I dare you to come up with a good argument otherwise. Next on the sickening news bracket is something that I should have saw coming. Like we all have. I mean, we all should have saw coming. Now, whether you love the max or you hate it, the fact is that apart from vaccinations, they're important. Because we're still under a pandemic, even though things seemingly are returning to normal. We're not really at the point where we can say that herd immunity is taking away. And you still have people out here not taking not taking the issue as seriously as it should be, like in, like in other countries. I'm not saying that the rest of the world has done a stellar job, but as far as... As far as neglectful, we have been one of the worst, if not the worst. This leads to a YouTube video, which, to my amazement, is still up. So you can probably look for the thing yourself. It depicts an elderly couple who I guess shot this themselves. Though this I found out via the Ring of Fire. These elderly, I mean, these el this elderly couple accosted three boys for wearing a mask outside. Even going as far as to bait them to take it off. Asking how come they're not dead yet if they're following CDC guidelines. Acting where their I mean where their parents are. First off, let me start by saying whether Someone wears a mask or not. And this is something I had to explain to someone else on YouTube. Whether I wear a mask outside or not. Whether I mean, regardless of whether I'm vaccinated or or I'm not. How's that any of your business? Second, how's what I wear killing you? Aren't you not the ones that, when it comes to mask wearing, who says, my body, my choice? Yet you are the same ones who deny that very argument when it comes to women's productive rights? But this I don't really direct at the couple, 
most of them are directed at one man, but let's not get into him quite yet. It seems to be a pattern of this thing going on because there's another that came out via ABC News Go. Me that spoke of another incident. I mean, that happened quite some time ago. This this article was back. Me was back last month, May seventh, me to be precise. Quote the article, a new dark world has opened up in the battle over face coverings in which in recent days became flashpoints in a series of violent encounters across the nation. Including a security guard who authorities say was killed after telling women to leave the store because she was not wearing a mask. The heartbroken mother of 43-year-old Calvin Mitterland, a father of eight killed in Flint, and a Flint, Michigan family dollar store on Friday, had strong words for those defying laws to wear masks during the pandemic, which has killed more than 70, 73,000 people at the time. At the time. In the U.S. And more than 264,000 worldwide. Again, at the time. She, Bernadette Mullerlin, told more turmoils as a visual that, that following Sunday night. And I quote, All you have to do is just listen to the law. This is the governor. Just stay home. If you don't have to come out, you wouldn't need a mask unless you're going, unless you're out getting groceries or necessities. And she's right. Now, Grant, I don't really buy into the complete hysteria over Max wearing. I mean, if you can, I mean, I'm like, if you can manage it, do so. If you can't, well, it sucks to be you. But the thing is, CEC recently lacks regulations to wear it outside. I still don't trust them, but they didn't frame it in, in a way that that says that we shouldn't at all. They just says that we can, especially if you're vaccinated already. And bully, and being fully vaccinated, I I can understand that you do need air to breathe when you're actually actually walking outside, especially in this heat. So as much as I want to bash these anti-maskers, I do understand the discomfort I mean, that the heat can offer I me mean, mask wearing, which is why when I can and I'm not around a lot of, and I'm not around a lot of people, I do lower the mask a bit. But once I board a bus, go to a building, board a train, or what have you. My mask is on. If I'm in, if I'm in the area with crowds, my mask is on. It's about staying safe, not trying to make a statement. 
and sadly, all I, I mean, all I see from the from the opponents of mask wearing is just trying to make statements. They don't they don't really give a shit about the law order health. Well, guess what, anti-maskers, I do. If you're this, if you're this this passionate over not wearing masks, you're extracting my rights to live. So you may be fine, me playing the playing the part of the gullible idiot who thinks that it's okay, I mean, to not wear a mask and pretend that this virus isn't going on. But I shouldn't have to defer to you because I chose to put my put my safety over your pettiness. But it's not just in the U.S. Apparently, this is a global issue. We got some that that prefer to wear the masks, and those who remain defiant over just mere safety regulations, which to me is the craziest part. And let me be that guy. No, wait. Before I do that, let's just and let's just go go further into this article first. The one, the one ABC go. In Holly, Michigan, the police chief Jerry Narsh recounted another headline grabbing incident surrounding the mask. On the Tuesday night that this article was posted, a 68 year old, I mean, Rex, Rex Gomo, he was cuffed on an assault charge after he allegedly wiped his nose and mouth on a Dollar Tree, I mean Dollar Tree store, store clerk's shirt when he was told to wear a mask. Quote, me calling, me, me calling the officer, me calling officer Narsh. Me, me calling Chief Narsh. Sorry about that, Chief Narsh. There's been fear and apprehension, but I think the great issue is that everyone felt a total loss of control in their adult lives as and as they begin to be allowed to go back into open society, there's this sense of empowerment, a sense of taking control of my life again. But he also added that resisting laws and requests from businesses for people to wear masks is the wrong battle to pick I mean, to feel in control again. And he's correct. He's correct in that regard. The coronavirus took something from all of us, whether it be our, whether it be our, our rationality, our sense of happiness, or in some cases, loved ones. And when, and when news came back about states reopening and whatnot, there has been a sense of empowerment. I mean, such I noticed even here in my state of Maryland. But I also agree with Chief Narsh that 
resisting laws and requests from business for people from business for people to wear masks. It's the wrong battle to pick to be on control again. It, I mean, it just is. This will this will going to save later, but I feel it's relevant now, and this is probably the only time I'll step outside this article and step outside of reporting on it. Well, not reporting on it, give my state on it. To pretty much talk my own two cents in here is that you cry this, that, and the third over store policies, but there's an old saying that I think some some I think places still do, but it's one of those unwritten rules now, but the same rule still applies. No shirts, no shoes, no servants. All they're asking is just one tiny piece of cloth. One tiny cloth. Doesn't even have to be on the entire time just when you're in the store. It's not so hard to do. Like, let me put it this way. When you're in the bakery in a grocery store, you have to use a small tissue or a glove to pick up your pastry before putting it in the back, right? Or when you walk into any kind of store, there's always a hand sanitizer there at the ready because they don't want any outside germs coming in and affecting the product, right? I'll go as far to even say that if you visit a hospital or a clinic, especially in these times, not only are you required to wear a mask just to get inside the building, but they do one of those little COVID testings where they kind of like monitor your eyesight or have some sort of sensor. At least, this I noticed when I was getting my shot to tell if you have it or not. Like a like a COVID screening, I, I think that's what it's called. It's just the small little things, and the smallest of which, wearing a goddamn mask, is somehow the biggest problem. Really, people. But this, but this isn't the only case like it. This one comes me from from the website ARL Now on on May twenty seventh. To which a man, which, to which a man filmed children wearing masks at a local playground while accusing their parents of child abuse. At me, this was at a Rocky Run Park playground near near courthouse. Courthouse being, well, shit. This is, this is awkward. Me, me, uh, me. By way of error now, courthouse means courthouse, Virginia. So this is this is Arlington County. Not exactly, I mean, not exactly uh, hopping a skip away, but close enough that I can say that I know the area well enough. 
So the people that report on this, Arrow Now is a local station. Yeah, it is. I forgot. I mean, Arrow is the acronym for Arlington. I mean, Arlington now. So this is definitely Arlington, Virginia's turf. Anyway, according to Arlington Now, the quote, I mean, the man, quote, man says in that quote, look at these kids. Child abuse, child abuse, suffocation, suffocation. And this following his claims that he runs a very popular YouTube channel. He goes even further. You understand what most people are vaccinated right now? Why are these kids in Max? Why are these kids in Max outside? You understand how harmful that is to their mental welfare? Um, let me stop right there for a second. Mental welfare. I'm going to say something that I'm pretty sure I said the previous video, but I feel it bears repeating. If the wearing of Max caused any sort of damage, physically or mentally, doctors and nurses who are tasked wearing that every time they need to go in the operation room would have said something about that a long fucking time ago. And mental damage. I see the only one having mental damage right now is this. I mean, are the people making this rather obtuse and not so fat based argument against Max wearing? That's number one. Number two, and I feel the bears repeating once more how is that any of your goddamn business? Whether an adult wears a mask or not. Whether a child wears a mask or not. If it was illegal for... If it was illegal for children to wear masks, why the hell do people make them? Okay? But let's keep going. I want to now goes even further to say the idea that having kids wear masks during a pandemic is a form of abuse was popularized by Fox News host Tucker Carlson. And I quote, Your response when you see children wearing masks when they play should be no different than your response to seeing someone beat a kid at a Walmart, he told his viewers in April. That's hilarious because I don't think I remember that quote, but I do remember him saying something similar. Saying that mass wearing outside should be as reprehensible as laying a marble in an elevator. To which I say that's utter bullshit for two reasons. One, it's on their face. On their face. Not yours. On theirs. Unless CC says otherwise, I don't think that's deemed illegal. But more to the point, his his little line about making it as reprehensible as like a marble on on an elevator. First off, motherfucker. Yes, I'm sorry, but I say that, but. At this point, 
it's only principle. He's just yikes. There's a reason why, like a marble in the elevator, is is illegal to do. One, because you're in a closed space. Two, the idea of smoking around people who don't smoke and possibly have and possibly may have asthma is a health hazard. You dingus. Even I, who hasn't really me, who lives in a family of smokers but never once took it up himself, understands how much of a hazard it is me to light something in a closed space. And you're likely a cigarette to a goddamn mask. How stupid are you? How desperate are you? But let's keep going before I start ripping on that bastard for his little part in all this. The husband said one of the, one of the moms at the park who was harassed says police were called, but the man already left by the I mean prior to their arrival. The man spoke and I quote, All of our children have been playing together since the pandemic and all wear masks, even though we the adults are fully vaccinated. This guy approached my wife and her friends when the kids got back to sip, got back to sip water. He started yelling at them that they were doing child abuse or forcing our kids to wear masks and saying that, saying all that conspiracy theory speech. He he started filming our kids and yelling, and as you can see in the in the video, all children started running away from him. My wife called me, me and also the police. The police arrived, but he was already gone. He was riding one of those electric skateboards and took off. Cops were not too concerned. Me said filming kids, filming kids is not illegal, but advise, but it's nice, but advise not to confront him. Another friend said same guy harassed her with his two children by Courthouse Plaza, and someone in next door said she was approached by the same guy near Hopeful's near Hopeful's Clarendon. That, I mean, that, I mean, that last incident, and to be honest, I was, it kind of answered my question about where that other Whole Foods was in that area, because I do recall there being a Whole Foods in Arlington. I just, I just wasn't sure where, so I'm glad that this article answered that. Just a side note. But the incident outside I mean, outside the Clarendon Whole Foods took place the week prior, according to the post on Twitter. That very man probably called the woman a child abuser in front of her max wearing child. But when reached out for a comment, I mean, about the Parkinson, the, the Arlington County Police Department said that the man's actions did not amount to a crime. Um... On that note, I would think harassing people is a crime. Maybe not, maybe not to the level of assault, but if you're approaching someone unprovoked to do God knows what to the point of harassment, I say that's pretty fucking criminal. So that's one thing I disagree with them on.
But I don't work for the police and I never want to. So who knows? Their protocol may be different. But this is where I want to shift gears to the bastard behind the whole ordeal. Tucker fucking Carlson. And I do not apologize for how I said that. You see, of all the people running that conspiracy conspiracy theory, he's been at the forefront of doing all this. Calling people who voluntarily wear masks as zealous and compare children wearing masks to child abuse. And this isn't something he said on his on his night show. He called on people to open confront those seen wearing masks public and just that they call police if they if someone sees a child wearing a mask. As for forcing children to wear a mask outside, that should be illegal. First off, when did this when the where does this Swanson air jackass get off in making laws? He he's no damn legislator. Noisy the police. If you want to check the, if you want to check that clip out, you can probably find it on YouTube. But, I mean, but for this, I mean, but in my case, you can. I mean, this article is by Carl Byrne of the Independent. So look, so look what the article. I mean, Tucker Carlson says kids wearing Max is child abuse and anti anti Max rent on the Independent.co.uk. So, like I said, it's locking up on YouTube as well. But my thing is, one, it's not. Two, it shouldn't have to be. And three, you're way off base making criminal a safety measure. You know why kids are given the option to wear masks? Not force, but an option? Because for those under 12, they can't really get the vaccine. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe there's some maybe there's some fine-tuning that needs to be done. But to my understanding, those under 12 can't be vaccinated right now. What's more? Child abuse? I think I think even with that you're going a bit too far because it's wearing a mask. You know, something that's easy to take on, easy to take off. And easy to pull down. It's not a fucking metal muzzle. You know, something you use for actual dogs. It's not obstructing their, their is not is not obstructing their speech, is not obstructing their breathing, even though it, it can be difficult, I admit. It's just a goddamn like you made a cotton filtered mask. Okay? But 
in all honesty, I'm kind of tired of this whole conspiracy theory saying that those who wear masks are zealous and those who allow their children to wear masks are child abusers. I'm like, I'm like on what basis? You know what child abusers do? They beat their kids. They starve their kids. They at times rape their kids. How the hell is a mask equal to that? And quite frankly, I find the whole argument disingenuous anyway because he kind of like gave away, gave away the game, saying that the mat people wearing masks makes him uncomfortable. And there are many people who think like this too. Well, I got a message for those who think like that. Suck it the fuck up. You tell your bee mouth on TV makes me uncomfortable, but do I call for you to get off air? No. Seeing someone with a red hat me act like a jackass because they choose to just about what a dumbass says makes me uncomfortable, but do I, me but do I tell them to take it off? No. So who died and gave you the right to dictate who should or should not wear Max? So yeah, I may lose some monetary value, but Tucker Carlson, get fucked. And people who listen to you can get fucked too. If me wearing a mask or any kid wearing a mask makes you uneasy, the problem isn't the mask wearers, it's you. Grow some balls and man up. I mean, I really feel I shouldn't have to say this, but I sadly got to because of people like you who feel they're entitled to live in a world where people are idiots, that they pretend that there isn't a pandemic going on, and that and that they deny science and run on bullshit theories by, I mean, by some internet troll and bubble fuck somewhere. Nah. To people like you, I shouldn't have to miss my words. And I stand by everything I say to you, Tucker Carlson. You and your ilk. Because you people are the reason why we'll never get over this mess. And I'm pretty sure you're vaccinated yourself, which to that I say you're a fucking hypocrite. But as far as going against CDC regulations, even though me even though in recent times I may have problems with it. Maybe it's time you got that stick. Maybe it's time you got that stick out of your collective asses, mega chuds. And to you, 
Mr. Carlson. I hope all that money was worth it to pedal bullshit. Cause you seem you seem to sell your soul I mean, for the sake of raise and profits. But again I ask. What in the bloody fuck does a Swanson married heir know a damn thing about max wearing, child abuse, zealots, and the whole nine as far as what we need to do to get past this shit? Unless you have a medical degree, unless you work in one of those medical fields, you're in the same boat as I am. Not a goddamn thing. So quit being a piece of shit who act like who does. I really don't want to give this guy the time of day. I hate talking about this guy. I hate hearing him. I hate seeing him on TV. But... He's pushed his crap to the utmost limits each and every time you open his damn mouth about the same problem that isn't ruled in evidence. Now, given my catalog, a lot of you may be assuming I'm referring to Donald J. Trump once again. Only you're a quarter right, if that makes any sense. No, what I'm talking about is more of a sycophant for him. And by that, I mean one Mike Lindell. You know, the CEO for my pillow and Trump loyalist and constant doomsayer of the supposed, the supposed election fraud that happens which he never quite presented any evidence of. Give me a moment, I need to toss this alignment for this. All right then, to start this, to start this post off, I'd like to cite an article via Newsweek that was posted yesterday at 5.45 that has to, that has to tell Mike Lindell urges SCOTUS to immediately reinstate Trump and get rid of communists. This ought to be good. Now, I'm not going to read the article verbatim because I feel that's kind of plagiarism, but to sum up in a nutshell, He's still pandering the idea that the election was stolen and that China was somehow responsible and that SCOTUS has the power to somehow reinstate Trump without need without a need for evidence and with a non-no majority. That's how easily Trump is to win back his seat. I have a lot of problems with that, but let's get past the article first because it 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 it's amusing. 
during segment on TV, that's that's a thing. Do the my pillow company know about this? Lindell TV. I, I I guess that's one thing he did get off the ground. I mean, cause Frank sure as hell didn't. Anyway, during a segment on Lindell TV that was shared to Twitter on Monday by Patriot Tanks. Mm-hmm. I feel like that word's getting heavily abused, but let's move on. Lindell insisted that Trump won the 2020 presidential election in such an obvious manner that the justices would not even need to consider any evidence before putting Trump back in office. In reality, Trump lost the election to President Joe Biden by 74 electoral college votes and more than 7 million popular votes nationally. This this quote's amazing. In the article, it states that Lindell said they don't even have to deliberate me and say, "What do you think of the evidence?" They're already going to say, "Hello, it's a copy cup." I mean, it's our, or it's like a like I've used the example. You know, is this a copy cup? The hell is he talking about? Now, you have to watch the actual clip, which the link, I mean, which the Newsweek article does have. But he goes on saying, they all nine go, yes, this, this is all they, I mean, he kept on the election. Donald Trump won. We, we got to vote, I mean, nine, nine to zero immediately to pull this down and get rid of whatever the communists who are here. On that note, I must sincerely ask, and I feel like I've asked this a lot of times before, but it remains ever prevailing a question. Do you even know what a communist is? Because the way you toss that word around a lot, nearly the nearly the swipe by any Democrat, it makes me think, and I'm just being nice when I say this, that you wouldn't know what a communist is, even if they flew to our soil, wore their clothing, and carried, I mean, and carried a sign, I mean, nailed by a two by four, screaming that, I me mean, screaming, "I'm a communist!" and slapped you across the face with it. Basically, you should say. You should have said immediately pulled it down to get rid of whatever the Democrats who are here, not communists, because that's one thing Joe Biden is not. He's a centrist. Now the article goes on to say that the time frame for for when the Supreme Court was to make this unprecedented and inexplicable ruling is unclear. I mean, as such, I mean, as such of the legal basis that the, Supreme, that the Supreme Court even has that power. But as many Q and R, Lindell has been moving the goalposts quite a bit. 
because he said that he was going to be reinstated in August. So we're surprised, surprised. We're like a little more than a month away. Because we're at the end of June now. And then pushed it and then scaled it back to which he said that Trump will be back he will be back in office by fall for sure. Um how low are they going to go down this rabbit hole, honestly? Mike, I, I need you to listen carefully. No precedent exists for reinstalling a leader who lost, whether it was cheating or not. In fact, I'll give you a good example. Think back to 2002, during the race between George W. Bush and Al Gore. People thought that Al Gore was going to win, but because of how strong Florida was as far as, as, far as Republican favorism, George W. Bush pulled the, he pulled the rug from under him and took the presidency. Now then, did he raise a fuss over the election being stolen from him to the point where they do all this, he announced all this off-the-wall stuff about him being, in, him being installed and doing a recount or throwing out the whole election process altogether? No. I mean, I was young, so I can't, so I couldn't say for sure whether he took this loss gracefully, like, I think I was like 10 or 11 years old when that election happened. But at the very least, you didn't see a single Democrat raising such a huge stink that you're doing right now at the behest of one man. Also, people like to cite that, oh, you never accepted Trump as president, so you only get to complain about that. Oh, yeah, we did it, but we didn't make a huge stink to, as far as to overturn the election, let's throw out the, throw out the bathtub with the baby in it. And when he did what he did when he was in office, yeah, he went, we want his ass impeached. But here's where the difference Lies between the two, and I, and I think that you'll be surprised. We knew and would have been content with the with the line of secession there, considering that at the time Mike Pence would have took over for Donald Trump. That's not the same. as holding an insurrection to the Capitol doing all these big audits
is simply playing the playing the part of a of an insurper slash dictator. To clean the power that he lost rightfully. Often they, I mean, they cite whatever Democrats try to do as like enforcing some sort of banana republic and how their actions are akin to Hitler or some dictator. You from from places like Venezuela or Cuba, or whatnot. The shit you're doing. The shit you're doing. That's more aligned. That's more aligned to what a dictator would do. And the self-awareness is just gone. And I mean gone in the sense that you scream, bitch and moan left and right about Democrats doing this. And socialists doing that. Me. Oh, they me. Oh, they're like Hitler. Oh, they're like communist me, communist China, or oh, they're like North Korea. Look at what your guy is doing. Hell, look at what you as a party is doing. I say that's more aligned to what a dictator would do, and that's especially prevalent considering that the guy that you're fighting over and doing all this for has an unabashed dictator fetish. Like, how do you not see that? No, wait. You do, and call it patriotism. Pretty sure what fragment of democracy that we did, we did was like under back in the day, you know, back when the Constitution was formed, didn't include shit like this. I mean, just how, just how far down will we go in this farce? Trump lost. There was no election fraud. Because by his president now, the military will not do shit to him unless he, me, unless he did something did something worth provocation. They answer to him now, not to Trump. And moreover, after the, I mean, after the hysteria, after the, I mean, the Gespato tactics, even after his bungling of, I mean, of the stupid pandemic, which I will cover me real soon too because it seems to have upgraded from bad to worse. And the constant dismay that his actions have caused internationally to the point where international approval plummeted, plummeted until we finally got rid of him. What in all of that made one think, oh, he's doing a big up job. Let's give him another four years. How fucking stupid are you? I'm, I'm sincerely asking that. And I don't, 
Yeah, I don't care for for any tone policing. How fucking stupid are you? Even Q, the rather dies behind Trump's bullshit are getting sick of him. And yet you treat him as if he's God's giving gift to the world. A man who suffered different financial bankruptcies is morally bankrupt and pretty much half the ego remains the ego of a puffer fish. I mean in a sense that any little thing pointing out me point out me point out the kind of per kind of piece of crap he is, he gets offensive over it. Which leads to another thing that I'll cover later in the show because honestly, is humorous more so than it is sad. But to my point, Lindell. You had chance after chance after chance after chance after chance. To prove there was any fraud and you didn't. Why? Because there was no fucking fraud found. 60 court cases. Majority of them seeing L's. A few which dismissed with prejudice. And here you are still with a lawsuit me me slept me slept to your face by way of smartmatic, by the way. Still peddling easily disprovable bullshit because you're still in your feelings that your idol didn't take the office again. Now, Grant, he's not going to listen, and I doubt he'll have a sleeper cell Trump, me, me Trumpist, who would listen to, to something that out me that I, a dirty lib, would have to say. But if there are any, here's a personal match for me. If you want to be sad that Trump didn't win, how about you? How about you take one of those pillows you, you you're so proud of, the ones you sell, and cry your fucking ears out over it. Trump lost. Get the fuck over it. Now, as much as I never want to see him again, there is a chance. And I say this begrudgingly, but there is a chance that he'll come back. But 
The only problem with that... That isn't for another few years. Meaning that he will have to clinch the nomination, which... If all goes well, he also well for him, he might. Because people are still kissing his ass even now. And that he win the 2024 presidential election. That is the only legitimate, surefire way that he'll come back into power. And the more he opens his mouth, he kind of screws himself on that. But this whole idea about having the Supreme Court turn things over from Biden to Trump, especially without evidence, which is one of the essential pieces needed in a court, I just find it amazing that in missing the forest from the trees, you're becoming a lot like, if not exactly like, the very countries that you would deem shithole countries. with a government that isn't democracy or capitalism, who who has sugar-happy dictators that will do anything to stay in power. Don't believe me? Look at these other countries now. Brazil. Even though the prime minister there is awfully nice, Australia. Cuba. If we really want to go down that rabbit hole as far as true communism, China, North Korea, Russia, and those last three I think out in particular because while while. All of them are known dictators. Two of them solidify their grip to power. Two of them. Do you not see with your actions that's what you're trying to do? Oh, but wait. That's that's all that you as a party have left because you don't have a damn thing worth me you worth people voting for. Lindell, there's a saying that that if you do have some proof, it's time to put up or shut up. And the burning of proof does lie with you. But seeing as how we've gone this far and you haven't really presented such, Again, I don't 
care for tone policing when I say this, but instead of putting up or shutting up, maybe it's high time that you, Mike Nadell, just sit down and shut the fuck up. Okay? You're mentally, I mean, you're mentally problematic. You need to seek help now. Because at the rate you're going, my people will do to you as Papa John's did to their CEO, the CEO and founder. And you can ask him how that, how that panned out. You had your chances, and not one did, you, and not once did you take it. So what the hell do you expect a partisan Supreme Court to do? They never really sided with Trump in, I mean, in a fair number of things when he was in office. And with lifetime appointments. Why on earth would you stick their neck out for him in order to get back in the office? They're set. He's not. But of course, you don't think that far ahead. No. I would say you're too far in Trump's ass to actually think things clearly. And that's going to screw not only, not only yourself, which is already happening in space, by the way, but essentially the party that, you, that you're fawning for. Let me say that I know we're in summer. And I know that when it gets too hot, rains don't happen. I've seen this for years and years and years and Something that's rather unchanging. However, I still feel it's in my right to loathe it when it undoes hard work. Case in point, I had quite the mess of cleaning out on the yard today, which is Saturday, if you're seeing this. Me, me, well, if you're hearing this. A few days ago, we had a really nasty storm that took down a good chunk of a tree branch. Me thick wood and all. Sat outside for a couple of days until someone decimated it into pieces. Of course, we still have to do even more cutting of it to put in the me put in the bags. And for that matter, I handled part of the backyard, half of the front yard, and got those, I mean, and got the smaller branches up. So I had a productive, so I had a productive day. I was out there since 10 or 11-ish, and the thing's around 6. Only to sit there hours later, this is like around 8.50. At least the time I'm recording this. 
And I'm starting and I started to hear some raindrops. Not just raindrops, but it came down pretty damn bad. So not only does this hamper the bags I just packed. But because our grass tends to grow as fast as my hair, it undoes the cutting of the yard that I did. And that's when I'm going to the fact that I couldn't do all the backyard because of a really nasty and really overgrown hornet's nest that I wouldn't never knew nothing about until someone started messing with the tree branches. That was just so huge that risking any sort of movement towards there, even to cut the grass, would prove dangerous. Now, I'm not talking about a bee's honeycomb. I'm talking about a hornet's nest. And they have no cause of attacking anyone who dares to come close. Now, hopefully I'll get some solution to handle that, though. Eventually, I want the whole damn thing taken down. Safely, though. But I want to take it down. But it just, it's just jarring. Now putting all those hours to cut the grass and put the limbs up. Only for it to literally rain on my parades. Damn it, Mother Nature. Like, I already have enough going against me. Can you not curse me with your natural orgies? Like, we get it. It's hot. We need something to cool off. And that's usually in the case of rain. But it's such an inconvenience when... You're just done with yard work, and then a shower happens, undoing everything. <sighs> I, I really don't need this two weeks away from BlurCon, but it happens. It, it just happens. I, I'm cursed. That, that's all there is to it. I did not want to humor this. I've been speaking somewhat about the false narratives and misinformation being peddled by bad actors. Well, it has something to do with the main culprit of that, but in, a, in perhaps the weirdest way that, for the life of me, I can't understand other than to cause more trouble. You see, when it comes to misinformation, before the rise of these very far-right outlets, no one has been a bigger name in that than Fox News. Well, there may be a subgenre that's about to happen. I mean, granted, I already have one called Fox Business, but now they're trying to do Fox Weather. I'm not kidding.
Rupert Murdoch, the owner of Fox News and essentially News Corp, lamented the idea of throwing his hat in the weather game, simmering with the likes of the Weather Channel, claiming that the that the field for weather news has been underserved. Underserved. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Weather Channel has their own network. Local news constantly have weather breaks. Some at I mean, some I think for one channel that I've seen, I want to say that was Fox Forty Five, the Baltimore. Me affiliates that may or may not be owned by Sinclair. Who knows? They have a they have a weather segment that runs every fifteen minutes. Well, yeah, at the fifteens. Our mobile devices, PCs, even smart TVs. If you're me, if, me, if you're fine with money enough, have weather me have weather detectors and tickers. Some of which provided by the by another me by another weather affiliate AccuWeather. We're good as far as the saturation of weather news. Apparently not to these guys. But the thing is, I disagree with the notion of them of the weather being an underserved portion of the news because, like I said, it's everywhere. When you go to your PC or watch the news or check a billboard, or it could be at times where they have programming, like daytime TV, and you still see a, a small ticker on the channel. Your own weather, I mean your own car, hence the current temperature outside. Not so much for the entire forecast, at least I don't think. I guess it depends on the car, I guess. I mean, I guess it depends on the car model and how recent it is. Smart TVs do that. I'm pretty sure smart bridges do that too. And like I mean, and what's more. A simple tap on our smartphones, depending on which which service provides it, give not only give us weather information, but are often more direct as far as the specific weather in your town. I mean, granted, they're not they may not be always correct, but more so than none. They hone into how things feel outside, and that's something else you have to keep in mind. When something happens that run contrary to what's reported, I mean that's you. You gotta remember the weather people are not soothsayers. They're merely they're merely meteorologists who predict the projected pattern of a weather system. That's all it is. Predictions. 
hence why you say that they that we may see some rain or we may see some snow or that it could be completely dry depending on the area they're not definitive even the NOA even the NOAA is careful as far as you want to boast but then there's but then there's these guys who want to say that it's being underserved. Now I think the more accurate phrase is under politicized. Cause think about it. What's the main thing that that we who don't dabble on Fox News talk about I mean, on occasion? You know, the very serious problem that's been causing heat waves and whatnot? Yeah, climate change. And there's been no shortage of climate deniers. I mean, even now. Even when there's heat pockets in the Midwest. Even when you have areas that saw abnormal temperatures. Seattle, I'm looking at in particular. But these guys who want to run contrary to every uh, everything that's been, I mean that's that's being talked about, they don't think is real. And like I say, there's no storage on people like that. I kind of wish there was, but what can I say? But they're not trying to paint the weather that we know and get, regardless of what station it's from, as some sort of liberal bias as far as how hot it is out there or the damages done to our climate. And much like they try to do with headlines, which they constantly have multiple fallacies of, they want to give us the real news or the real weather. Except there's nothing real about you, Fox. Other than you being a real propagandic machine. So chances are, I'm not. Um, I don't hope this happens. I'm not looking forward to it happening. But Murdoch has clouds, so chances are it will. And chances are he'll hire some some sketchy individual who thinks he, I mean, who who apparently has info all be outdated. It's run contrary to the narrative of climate change that, as a consensus we all agree on, is pretty bad right now. Now, as far as refuting the weather, I don't see the merit in that whatsoever. Unless you have someone that's wearing like a weather doppler on their person 
me saying it. Even then, I think that's ridiculous. And what, and what piece of absurdity is that they took a shot at how the moment they announced it for only TWC to fire back saying that they got Tropical Storm Bill wrong, at least their prediction of it. Now, to be fair, that was kind of a low blow. And they did try to make it irrelevant to the fact that whether it was being underserved. Oh, God, I hate that word. But, the complaint for TWC is valid, because you know why? Who reports on these tropical storms? Meteorologists. So I see that's pretty damn related to me to the weather, especially if you're trying to pick a fight with the weather channel. This is why we need experts. Not somebody mogul trying to make some political points. I mean to to bolster his own portfolio. But that's exactly what we're getting with Rupert Murdoch. Now, I'm not saying that any other mainstream media isn't guilty of that. I'm pretty sure there are a couple of execs they're saying how under britches for what for what they do or don't do. But this is kind of not what we need right now. What we need is to discuss climate change as a whole, learn how to deal with it, and while it's too late to avoid it, try to mitigate the worst effects. But no. Let's pick a fight with the Weather Channel, the, one, of the very people, one of the very people who can tell us this stuff. Make your own network to try to refute everything that comes out of their mouths. And politicize the issue. Because that's the end game at the end of the day. I don't wish them luck with this. Rather, I hope it fails, but unlike Frank or Gather, which, which, I'm, which I'm going to talk about next. Murlock has enough investment to actually launch it off the ground if he wanted to. Thing is, do we really need it? I, for one, personally doubt that. Money and politics. I despise it. It's pretty much why nothing we, that we as a populist need ever gets done. Why we get done what we kind of don't need in, in this country. Why politicians have all this sway as far as reproductive rights or, or basically overall human health. And of course the tax cuts. When people like Bernie Sanders say that we need to get money out of politics, I, I'm all for that. And when he mentions that, he means corporate money, PAC money, dark money. Things that can easily buy out a politician to fulfill their whims. Why I bring this up is because this story has to deal with one such company, 
the car maker Toyota. Now as a kid, that name stuck with me because of all the cars that my family, at least on my father's side, had, that emblem always stuck out to me. Now, it was unveiled that of all the companies that rescinded funding any of the rioters or those who who voted against certification on the on the sixth. Of five hundred companies, many of them backtracked into funding those very into funding those very politicians that invoked this edition. Toyo was among them. And while I have no ill bitterness towards them, I was disappointed to hear that fact, but I think we have to kind of clear the air about something. Yes, Toyota is a Japanese car maker, but at the same time, they couldn't stand Trump's ass either. Moreover, it seems like people forget, or maybe they do acknowledge, but to fund this nationalist hysteria, I mean, they stick with that talking point. But Toyota isn't in just, I mean, in just Japan. And all these different branches or whatnot have their own CEOs. Why I say that? Because people seem to forget that we do have a U.S. company for Toyota. Okay, maybe I get it wrong. Maybe I got that wrong. According to the Hill, I mean, granted, they're rather vague, but they singled out Toyota as an entity, not Toyota USA or anything. And it is true that they, I mean, that they funded Republican and Democrat alike, but he was blasted when a report by Axios revealed that it donated 55,000 to 37 Republican lawmakers who objected to the results. Now then, it's a very bad look, but let's make something clear. Toyota is what what we call a foreign actor in all this, granted. But they do have an American office. They do have American factories. 
So, for what it's worth, maybe it's, I don't know, presumptuous to think that the parent, I mean, the parent head in Toyota City has any sway over this country's elections. To which, if they did, they should stop. But even if that wasn't the case, and it was Toyota USA, the one funny these Republican politicians. I would still think that Toyota Cities, I mean, that Toyota HQ and in Toyota City, Japan, would have a lot to say about that. But again, maybe I'm assuming wrong. Maybe it is the new head company in Toyota City doing this. But either way, when it was revealed that they did that, and after a, a brutal ad campaign done by the Lincoln Project, the anti-Trump Republicans, They rescinded once more, saying that they'll stop funding any seditionist lawmaker. To which, I'll say I won't hold my breath. Why? Because we've been on this road before, in fact, not that long ago. About how these 500 companies funded these politicians to run roughshod over our politics. And even though they stopped for a time, it took them not long to resume the business as usual. Among those 500 including the Big Ten, only a very small handful actually held up to their end of the bargain. I think Amazon, Verizon, uh, I forget the other two on hand. I'll, I'll come back to that. Okay, sorry. I had to re me recalculate. Is Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and Verizon that actually stuck to that pledge of the 500 that said that would stop after the, after the insurrection took place. They were pretty quick about resuming their donations too. Well, I can't really speak for, other comp for the other 495, I guess. But it seems like Toyota wasn't going to get away. So kudos to the Axios, the Lincoln Project, even though they're kind of evil themselves. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give this to them for the, I mean, for the ad campaign and the public pressure. That drove them to once again propose that they stop. Funding seditionist lawmakers, which, again, I won't hold my breath. Maybe they're sincere. 
Maybe not. We've seen too many wishy-washy decisions and actions of late. So I'm not putting a lot of my trust in this. But if they are serious about that, kudos to them. Okay, maybe not, but still. But I say the whole thing stuffs as a whole, and, and here's the insidious part. These companies, when they resumed their practices, they wasn't really giving the money directly to them. No. Kind of found out that they were funding money through their packs, almost like a laundering scheme of sorts. I see that's kind of worse. Because that's like piling a crime, which is money laundering, on top of another crime, which is bribery. But who knows which way this thing means sales, means sales now. I mean, they're saying one thing. We know that they were among the other 496 that I mean, that did the opposite the first time. I guess we just have to see. I mean, if they stick to their stick to their principles, or as we like to assume for these companies, they let, let the issue die down, pick up steam back up. I mean by building into these problematic people. Yeah, here you are again, like, months down the road, talking about the same damn thing. I mean, I personally won't. Because I'm really not invested in the whole company doing donations thing. But the fact that it was Toyota that was popped kind of sticks out to me because of my fond memories me seeing that brand. It's still a work in progress, but I sort of found what little drawing talent I do have and decided to make a couple of logo drafts so that it doesn't look so bland when you see it on another website. At least that's my hope. Right now, it's left solely on Instagram, but I plan to have it on my Discord as well. And maybe the Facebook fan page too. But I'm drafting up some ideas. As far as my main logo, something I hope to put on a business card or something. If I get this thing popular enough. And then there's the generic one that I had drew myself. I hope to make digital, even though it may look slightly different. But just as well, I'm trying to see if I can incorporate a chain over the generic one so that it looks like it's Jones Unchained. But either way, but regardless, my talent has been kind of resting. Like, I really haven't drawn in years.
So the stuff I have up on Instagram and some of the other outlets too is pretty much the bare minimum of what I can do at present until I get the whole thing back. But the whole thing with the logo is something I wanted to change for a while now. I just didn't really have the means to actually ask someone to bring my idea to life. That being said, I do plan to have like different ones though. Like, if you're watching from Anchor, or click on the link in my Discord or fan page, it will have the podcast version, which will be black and yellow, on top of the initial dark purple for the main one. It'll have red with white lettering for the games. Which will be on Twitch, though. I may change that, too. To either uh, white with red lettering or white with lavender lettering. We'll see how that goes. Then there is live, which is going to be, which right now, at least what I have draft is blue with white letters and a green dot. So I may just alter it to have like a green section, white background, and blue lettering. There's a couple of drafts that I have right now. You'll see the penciled one I pencil ones I have up on the fan page or discord but at some point I do want to digitize the generic ones I think it might need a bit more work for the overall logo now I may incorporate the chain in some form whether it be part of the headphone one or as a user submitted, have to chain as part of the generic one, probably overlapping the C. It's just some ideas in my head, and I really don't have a tablet or any Adobe expertise, well, not anymore, to do that yet. I'll come around to it though. So, if you see a change that happens in the coming, well, it won't be days or months, I'll, weeks, I'll say months, don't freak out. It, it's the same, it's the same brand, just with a different look, if I can get it finalized. Just a little heads up. Okay, I'm about to try something insane. It's, there's no tentative date for when this gets off the ground yet because there is much to even steam that I have to adjust. But apparently there's this thing called B-tubing or virtual tubing. 
Now, I'm not completely ignorant of the whole thing with B-Tubers. Certain games that I play, like Onigiri, actually have them as, as guest characters. So, in a way, I sort of get the concept, and I've seen it be done during these little Smash character reveals or Ultimates. So I found it interesting, but at the same time, I just never thought that it would appeal to me. Well, the more I thought about it, I just came to the understanding that maybe showing my face is not the best idea at times for when I want to do a live one. So maybe B-tubing might be the way to go. Maybe. I still have to get off the ground what I'm going to be, I mean, what my avatar will be, and figure out how it all works in practice, not just with OBS, but overall. But yeah, that's the thing I'm doing. And should it be successful, I'll let you know, or my avatar will about where we go from there. But yeah, this is just something that, once again, I doubt, I me, mean, I double into, and I hope it'll make the lives a bit more entertaining. I should hope. I know it was a lot of downers, and to be honest, there's still much that have happened, but next week is the week. So I'm gonna put a cap on in here, put the put the down place to a minimum, and just say that if you gotta go out at any rate, make sure you stay safe. Not just for the coronavirus, which is still a thing, sadly, but also this heat. Like, if you live in one of those little heat pockets, I really feel for you. And while it may not be as bad here, to me, if it's anything past 90, it's still a bit much. So, not only, not only do I want you to stay safe, but stay hydrated. I mean, we are in the throes of summer after all. And don't forget, I will be doing a live on Friday after I touch down at the conference. So it'll likely be on the hotel room, if not the table I'm doing, because at because at midnight, I'll be doing something else, and I don't think I'll have the lighting proper to do me to do anything. Plus, if I am if I do do it at the table, I'll likely be max since that's that's a requirement. But what can I say? We are in the tenth growth of this, upsettingly. So you gotta have safeguards somehow. At any rate, I'll see you this weekend on live. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and stay true to yourselves.
Well, that's it. My things to talk about right now, but I will be back soon as something comes my way. Don't forget to follow me on on Anchor or Discord if you have it. And check out my Facebook fan page staying to know about what's going on. Anyway, this wraps up this episode of Jones Unchained. I'm Elwood Jones and I'll see you next time. Stay stay safe and stay true to yourselves. Till then. <laughs>